0: Hello everybody, thanks again for joining us on another edition of SpinCast. Excited to have Katherine Ranzenberger here from Central Michigan University on board for this SpinCast today. Thank you for joining us, how are you?
1: Thanks for having me, I'm, I'm good, how are you?
0: I am hanging in there, I am hanging in there, thank you. Uh, Catherine is the eSports head coach and advisor on campus there, so really excited to hear a little bit more about her story, her journey, as well as obviously the campus life there for Central Michigan and their eSports club uh, team. So without further ado, Catherine, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about, A, how you kind of got into the eSports space in general, but then how that led to the opportunity there with Central Michigan.
1: Yeah, so uh, I actually have been into gaming um, for a while. Uh, I played League of Legends before seasons were a thing. Um, So that's... Mm -hmm. Probably 10, 11 years ago or so. Um, and so that was kind of my first uh, step into the esports realm. Um, mm-hmm. And that was really everybody's first step into the esports realm um, because that's what helped create esports. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I went off to college, um, I actually am a two time uh, Central Michigan alum. Uh, I have both my undergrad and my master's from there. Um, and uh, when I when I got to college, um, it was a really good way to be able to connect with people, um, you know, via online gaming because um, that was really starting to gain popularity. Um, flash to I guess when I uh, started to get my master's, um, I really started to get a little bit more involved with uh, finding out what esports program uh, programs are like across the country Um, and I actually did my master's thesis on esports and academics um, and how you can integrate the two. and that uh i I started in admissions um at central michigan um about a year and a half ago and when i started there they uh, started talking about bringing me on to do the marketing materials Mm -hmm. for our esports program um about a year later uh so about six months ago um they actually brought me on as the head coach um because of the uh, kind of leadership standards that we have and um you know I, I really love interacting with our students and being able to see them grow uh, and and get these usable skills that employers really want um, while they're doing something that they love um, in in a very unconventional way uh, or a typically unconventional way. Um, it's it's wonderful to watch these students uh, grow and learn and change and and hit these goals that they plan for themselves at the beginning of the semester um, and just being able to be a part of it. Um, I consider myself very fortunate. Awesome. Um, it was an unconventional way to step into the, the position of head coach uh, and advisor, but um, I'll take it and I love it.
0: <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Nothing more fulfilling than helping a student achieve their goals. That's for sure. So talk Absolutely. a little bit about, I'm going to kind of backtrack. You wrote a thesis on the impact of academics alongside of esports. From your perspective, talk a little bit about that, I think, uh, for our audience, especially for parents, understanding the dynamics between these would be pretty interesting.
1: So when you come to any sort of college situation, um, a lot of the work that you're going to be doing is uh, preparing you for your future career. Mm -hmm. Um that's both in the classroom and outside of the classroom. Um, a lot of the stuff that I work on with our students is uh, working on their communication skills and um, you know stepping up and being leaders themselves um, and taking risks and, and making mistakes while they are in basically what is a learning lab. Um, so there's also so many different ways that eSports can integrate into every single major on campus um, that we have at Central Michigan. So uh, we are actually one of the leaders in um, journalism and broadcasting in the nation, Um, and our students, um, I'm hoping to start partnering with some more broadcasting students um, to actually bring their skills that they learned in the classroom into, you know, this real world experience by broadcasting our games uh, via live stream, either on Twitch or Mixer. So those are things, you know, we need producers all the time. Um, We need people that can manage. uh, So our um, management and business students can come in and help out. Um, There's so many different ways that you can take these things that you're learning in the classroom and actually integrate it into um, esports in in some way, shape or form. Um, And it's, it's honestly really cool. Uh, to to watch it happen. Um, for me personally, uh, with my thesis, watching, um, you know, my, my research come in and seeing how I think literally every single major on our campus, and we have 200 uh, or more undergrad programs here at Central Michigan, um, seeing how it can integrate into every single one of those um, is is really fascinating to me um, and I'm actually uh, going to start looking at doctoral programs so that way I can do further research.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, there's such a wide variety that uh, uh, unconventionally people would not think of uh, in terms of career paths that esports can provide. I mean, architecture, for example, yeah. people are going to need arenas. So many more universities are looking to build out space. So things like that, engineering, design, et cetera. So um, yeah. just to list one of maybe a dozen. But um, talk a little bit about, if you will, the program you have there. I think it's been up and running for just about five years or so. Um,
1: yeah. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, um, our uh, eSports program has actually been a thing since about the mid-2000s. Okay. Um, so we've had a club off and on uh, for a while. Um, mm-hmm. It's of course, you know, started out with like Super Smash Brothers, um, because that's that was huge on the GameCube, still is huge actually in the competitive world. Um, mm-hmm but uh, we had students come in and do that. Um, And this past year, uh, we actually have gotten a lot more support from the university uh, for our club teams. And we just joined the uh, National Association of Collegiate Esports. Uh, So we are now NACE affiliated, which is really cool. They're the governing body of um, pretty much all esports for the collegiate level. Um, But there's, you know, a lot of ways that We are growing um, Mm -hmm. and being able to meet our students needs mm-hmm. um, we actually speaking of space uh, just got our dedicated space on campus um, and I'm really excited to get in there and have our students in their gaming um, brand new PCs they're beautiful the space is beautiful uh, nice. and this is technically only our temporary space too mm-hmm. uh, so we will be getting a full space eventually um, but that's something that we definitely are, are going to need people with those skills to help us make possible
0: yeah, no doubt about it. Let me ask you this: talk a little bit about the team makeups. Um, meaning, what types of games are you playing at the most competitive level? Mm-hmm. And below that, are there clubs and opportunities for others that may not be able to compete at that highest level to still co- to still come in and socially play with their peers?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we uh, currently support uh, League of Legends, Overwatch, Rocket League, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, and uh, CSGO sorry there's a lot uh, that we're supporting right now um, but I mean students can come in they can join our discord server um, and start meeting other students um, actually our club president who just graduated um, this past May and I'm, I'm so proud of him um, he actually started making friends here on campus um by joining our esports club um and and our competitive gaming club uh it was a way that he really connected with other people and um kind of started to build out that support system um and he's definitely deeply going to be missed uh he's been great and honestly whenever any of my students graduate um it's it's one of those things i just went through like that first graduation cycle and watching them like leave the nest i was like getting emotional but i'm so incredibly proud of the things that they've done here um and the the way that they have taken those skills and can you know i i feel like they they are more prepared to go out in the world because of the experiences that they've had with our esports program
0: yeah no doubt about it so let's talk a little bit about you've been in the scene longer um You started with League of Legends yourself. Talk a little bit about the transition between where you saw esports when you were playing to now as a coach. What are some of the better changes that have come about in this world of collegiate esports, if you will?
1: Yeah. Uh, there are a lot more, um, support systems out there, um, and a lot more awareness, uh, just in the last 10 years or so, um, considering like mental health, uh, Mm -hmm. and, you know, just general well Um, I know that when I started playing league, uh, it was known as a very toxic kind of environment. Um, Mm -hmm. and not a lot of people wanted to be a part of it. Um, now, uh, my my league students are some of the most kind and caring and and uh genuine people that i've ever met um and they they just want what's best for everyone else uh and that kind of cultural shift uh over the last 10 years has been wonderful to see and uh i don't know as as a coach coming in um you know, this is—it's it, great to see these students setting the standard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're—they're they're trying to lead by example. Um, they are trying to, and—and and they are succeeding in uh, creating a better future for gamers and a more inclusive future for gamers. I—I um, I think that's wonderful. Um, I as a female gamer, um, it's always difficult to come in and um you know if somebody hears you on voice chat, they'll call you out and be like, oh, why is a girl playing this game? It's ridiculous. None of my students ever do that. And I, I find that beautiful. Um they are so incredibly welcoming um in every single environment, every skill level. Um they want you to be able to learn and succeed and, and become a part of the family. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. So you brought up a couple different things, obviously. Um, Inclusivity is huge. uh, And then also the perception of, in in some instances, where where video games, um, the atmosphere around it can be a little bit toxic. You know, for us, we look at this as an opportunity to teach the younger generation that solid foundation of how to go about doing things the right way. Not just from the gaming side of things, but just if, if you want to be a, a solid competitor, the amount of time you should practice, uh, how you should rest, how you should eat, uh, nutrition, exercise, the mental health aspect of it, not getting burnt out, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But in doing all of that, I think we also teach them sportsmanship. You know, uh, how to congratulate your opponent instead of being frustrated or or degrading them because it's easier to do that online, a lot harder to do that, certainly face-to-face. And including every player um, from every genre, uh, you know, tall, short, black, white, male, female, doesn't matter. They all can compete um, if allowed to. So talk a little bit about your journey as a woman and female in gaming and some of the things that you saw back then and some of the progressive things that are currently happening and then i'm going to ask a two-part as we move forward what more would you like to see uh
1: so when i started gaming um there was definitely a lot of gatekeeping um gatekeeping is just like uh in case people aren't familiar it's trying to keep other people out uh by setting these Uh, standards and if you don't meet them then like they'll kind of push you away Um, so I ran into that a lot when it came to gaming uh, when I initially started Um, I was you know 17 or 18 when I started the competitive gaming and um, it was it was difficult to kind of break into it Um, my students now are so impressive i guess is the word um because they they are so accepting of people um and that's something like i, I i'm extremely proud of my students for setting that that precedent of uh not gate, gatekeeping um of being willing and able to bring up who they are their skill level their game um they They really just want to see people succeed. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's really beautiful. Um, I I literally couldn't be prouder of them because of everything that they do. And they, they inspire me to, to work on being, um, you know, just more inclusive every day Um, and just, you know, reaching out to other people and saying hi, or, you know, smiling at someone and, and, you know, trying to brighten their day a little bit, Mm -hmm. Um, that kind of stuff uh, as, as a coach, um, it's been really wonderful, uh, meeting all of the other coaches across Michigan. Um, I know I'm not the only woman coach either in Michigan mm-hmm. too, uh, at the collegiate level, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that the future of gaming is, is definitely more inclusive. Um, you know, as we go on this, this world is definitely, um, changing, and uh, people are, um, you know, more likely to be in bubbles on the internet uh, with, with feedback loops. Um, but I know that my students are aware of that, um, and they work their hardest to constantly break free of that. Um, a lot of them actually started avoiding social media uh, because they don't want that kind of negativity. They, they want the positively and the, um, you know, the growth that comes from challenging what you once thought. Um, And that's also what college is all about is, is challenging yourself and and growing. Um, And again, couldn't be prouder of these students for doing it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Sounds like you have built a culture there that is certainly something that's sustainable um, to create just massive success moving long-term. So that's fantastic. Um, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> understood. Talk a little bit about for the students that are going to be watching this, what the day-to-day is like, what's the practice schedule like, what's the academic schedule like, how do they interloop, uh, if you will, and then uh, beyond that, the, their social lives. Obviously, this would be prior to COVID-19. Esports still is the one sport that even during this uh, pandemic, is something that can still be participated in. But prior to that, how did it all look?
1: So uh, we actually um, had two teams that we were supporting in the spring um just as a uh kind of step forward into this um so we had i believe 26 students competing between the two teams we supported overwatch and league of legends uh in the spring um for this for like the more competitive um and so day-to-day uh you know students would go to class they'd go to work um they Of course, all have to be full-time students. Mm -hmm. Um, They have to be in good academic standing. Um, You know, whatever scholarships they have, they need to maintain. Um, And those are are just you know standards across the board for everyone Um, at the university. You know, you don't want to lose a scholarship that's helping you get your degree. Um, But we would practice two times a week uh, for three hours a night um, with other groups, um, around the nation doing, uh, what's called a scrim. Um, so, uh, just setting up like a a quick couple of games with another team. Um, and actually the, uh, Michigan Esports conference, um, just kicked off, uh, recently and I'm hoping that we can join that eventually and, uh, have a little bit more solid practice schedule. Um, but now that we have our own space and more teams that we're supporting, uh, you know, it is, it's going to be a little bit later of a night uh, for some, um, but I'm I'm trying to keep students uh, to specific practice schedules. Um, you know, coming in one night a week to actually practice in person because that does make a huge difference. Um, and then, you know, going home and, and having them scheduled out for, you know, the different nights and just hanging out and playing with their friends. Um, it's, Definitely some some students have an easier time at balancing it Uh, Some students of course have the growing challenges of you know, trying to balance college and a social life and practice and everything else and that takes a lot of uh, Concentration to actually figure out ignore my cat. I'm so sorry. Uh, She's coming to hang out. (laughs) She's adorable. and She's also a fan of esports but It takes practice. Just like, you know, when you're playing games, you got to practice actually taking care of yourself and you have to practice being able to balance the social life and all that. And I I don't ever want my students to lose out on that either. You know, they're, they're in college. They need that college experience. They need the skills that they're going to learn from going out and hanging out with friends in person. And, um, you know, it can't all be games all the time. And that's actually specifically why on Fridays, um, my practices that I run are uh, more team building. So we do something that is not the traditional gaming uh, on a computer. Um, We've done everything from uh, D&D to um, uh, playing volleyball in the pools on campus, Um, just something to get them active and not thinking about the game either. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It helps. A lot with uh, building those relationships within the teams, but also kind of just letting go of any frustration. Um, if you were tilting earlier in a game or whatever, um, you know, you can just breathe for a second and, right. and take it all in. So, definitely care a lot about their mental health and, and the stability that they have through there. So, I don't know. I hope that kind of answered the question. It did. It um, did. It did. In a roundabout way.
0: No, I definitely did. That's uh, awesome. Some of the things that you create around it as a team building <clears throat> format and so forth. And for our audience, you know, from the mental health, I know you brought that up a couple times. I'm going to dive into that in a second with a question. No, you know, e-sports is a little different than traditional sports in respect to some of the stress levels that can be created. Um, the best way I can put it is think of football, you know, that quarterback that has to make all these quick last second decisions is on the field for approximately that drive. And then he gets to sit on the bench and kind of just take a break, rest, take it all in, and then get ready for when that offense goes back out on the field. Not so much in eSports where they're just, you know, it's a consistent grind of that mental state is constantly grinding and going and thinking and making these split second decisions that's gonna equate to either victory or a loss. And that could get pretty stressful pretty quickly. So talk a little bit about that, the mental health aspect of things and and what you do to be cognizant um, for your students. Obviously, you mentioned some of the things you do with your Friday activities and things of that nature. Um, but talk a little bit about that. One.
1: Um, so, two things. Uh, one, I definitely um, set up resources for all of these students to be able to, um, you know, contact whoever they might need to, whether that's the counseling center or on campus or um, somebody online. Um, because first and foremost, uh, I tell my students, you know, your mental health and your well-being. my priority um you need to take care of yourself if you're going to be successful um and this is definitely strenuous uh league of legends games can last an hour and that's an hour of sitting there grinding and trying to think about what your opponent is going to do and what you need to do in order to help out you know your your team Mm -hmm. um it's it is definitely mentally exhausting um but first and foremost you know their mental health is my priority and and second uh is um making sure that my students know that i have an open door policy um i don't actually have a door um, (laughs) but if they want to like you know dm me on discord or something um and just talk with someone um i mean i'm here for them uh, I know that it might be a different level for some people um, but for me personally I would rather my students know that they can come to me with any of these issues they can you know vent if they need to for a hot second they they can you know get to know me on a human level but also like I can help them with with issues like I'm not much older than them but there's definitely a difference Uh with your worldview, um, from the time that you were 18 to the time that you're 28. So, um, kind of being able to give them that, that perspective sometimes helps out too. Um, but honestly, just being able to have somebody there and knowing that somebody is there for them helps out a ton. Um, there there are really cool organizations out there like take this um, which help out uh, f- with with mental health and gamers uh, specifically. Um, you know, take this is great uh, and they have um, great great resources out there for for gamers um, to help remind them to like take care of even just like their basic health like drink water um, and you can like, earn a point for drinking a cup of water but like a lot of people don't realize that when you're in that zone you might forget to take a sip of water you you might forget to stand up for a second you know you're you're focused um and organizations like that 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 encourage you to take care of yourself um, are super important
0: no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Again, I think you've established yourself as not just a coach, but obviously a mentor and a friend, which is critical, especially for these kids that are trying to figure out their way through college life as it is. So um, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty neat. Uh, talk a little okay. bit about what you look for in a student joining the esports team or club. What what attributes do you look for that really help establish you as a competitive team, but also makes a good teammate?
1: Yeah. So you have to be Somebody who can communicate well um, or is open to learning how to communicate better mm-hmm. um, people who are basically open um, it, yeah, you need those basic skills of of the game um League of Legends and overwatch you've gotta you know have certain ranks and everything but if you're willing to put in the time and the effort um, That openness to to growth is huge, Um, and people who aren't afraid to um, look a little silly too in the meantime, Um, and that's honestly not like a huge issue for a lot of gamers because they are used to sitting behind a computer screen and like you know being exuberant or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, just just being open and willing to take uh, risks—that's a huge. A huge part of it. Um, Like I said, skill level is still a thing, but you got to, you got to be willing to to take a step outside of your comfort zone too. Good.
0: Good deal. And we are going to run up on time here. So I'm going to go with one last question for you. Based on your experience so far with uh, Central Michigan as a coach, your proudest moment, whether it's an event that happened, something specific that happened, whatever it may be, something that you can recollect pretty easily that to you really sticks out.
1: So we have this rival in-state called Western Michigan University. Uh, (laughs) Uh It's the biggest rivalry that you will find in Michigan between two schools. Um, We actually went down to their eSports center uh, and competed against their team um, during uh, our eSports collegiate conference. Um, And watching the team, after losing the first match, come in, sit down and figure out how they were going to communicate better and and take that step towards uh actually winning that second game Mm -hmm. um just watching them all come together i don't know that i could be any prouder of those students in that moment um i it's so wonderful to see um you know these are students that are stepping up they're they're taking the chance to um, try something different with like a hero choice or character choice. Um, they are learning and growing and to watch them actually put those skills into action um, was so heartwarming. Um, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, and those are the moments that I, I live for as a coach.
0: Awesome, awesome. Who ended up winning the match? Uh,
1: so we actually went 2-0. Uh, well, two and one. So we lost the first one, won the second one, won the third one, so.
0: So you guys came out victorious at, what school was this again? Yep. Western? Uh, at Western,
1: yep, Western Michigan.
0: Western Michigan lost to Central yep. Michigan on their home court. Yep. It was Western Michigan. I'm just gonna keep Western rubbing Michigan. that in, that's all. <laughs> I'm just rubbing it in. <laughs>
1: they lost, fine. Oh,
0: oh well. <laughs> what can you do? Good deal, good deal. Well, <laughs> Catherine, awesome to have you on. Thank you so very much again for your time. It is sincerely appreciated. We'd love to follow back up in the fall once things hopefully are somewhat back to normal, just to kind of touch base, see how you guys are going as a group, see what new and exciting things may be happening on campus. I think that you've got your own area too. uh, I think that's that's pretty cool. But uh, again, we appreciate it here at Stay Plugged In. Thank you so much for being on our SpinCast and we wish you certainly all the best moving forward.
1: Thank you so much. You too.